We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It is December 11th. It's 2019, and we have 11 basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. Ryan Solo today. I feel bad uh, for Grant. I fell asleep with my little dude last night, rocking him, and um, did not wake up. So I feel bad for Grant, he um he messaged me and you know we'll we'll get him on here again I think on Friday so excited to talk some um, hoops today and um, Grant and I will be talking some NFL on the Super Draft show at three thirty on Grinders Live today as well so if you guys haven't already make sure you head on over to our sponsor site FantasyDraft.com awesome sponsors of podcast if you guys appreciate this podcast each and every day. They are one of the reasons why the podcast is free. So make sure you're checking them out. A uh, bunch of stuff up for NFL for this weekend. $175,000 Hooters main event. They have a $40,000 wishbone, $4 buy-in. And then they have their big double-ups. So plenty of action going on over there at, at Fantasy Draft. You know, Make sure you guys are checking them out. And then for NBA, for tonight's 11-game slate, they have a $15,000 pick-and-roll $25 buy-in. They got their big double up for two bucks and they have that $5,000 layup for $5. So a ton of stuff going on over there on fantasy draft. Like I said, awesome sponsors of the podcast. One of the reasons why it's free each and every day. Uh, we got a big slate here today. And obviously with me being solo, I'm going to break it down um, as quickly as I can, but try to really dig into some spots. Cause I think there are, a few games on this slate that have a ton of potential to shoot out and be really great fantasy games. So there are a couple games on this slate that are stinkers and I'll probably move through those a little bit faster. Um, so getting started here, we start with the Lakers at Orlando taking on the magic. It's a two twelve and a half and a half total here. Lakers favored by seven in this game. Avery Bradley and Rondo are both questionable. Aminu and Vooch on the Orlando side are both out. 
it's not the best matchup in the world for the Magic or the Lakers, um, two of the bottom half teams as far as, you know, pace goes. So really not a pace upgrade for either one of these teams. And, you know, the Lakers and the Magic are both in the top 10 in defensive efficiency this season. So, you know, I think you can always look at LeBron. I think you can always look at Anthony Davis. You know, these guys are pretty much matchup proof and really don't, the Magic don't really have anybody that's going to match up well with those guys. So, you know, those guys are always in play. Um, you know, Anthony Davis is a matchup that he should really, if he gets the usage, if he gets towards his 30% usage that he has on the season in this matchup against the Magic, he should absolutely crush in this matchup. Uh, he is 10-4, but the Magic is just not going to match up well with him here. You know, he's coming off of two monster games in a row. I think that if we see him take 29 shots here against the Orlando Magic, he has the potential for 80 fantasy points. So I think Anthony Davis is probably my favorite play from the Lakers. Um, not really going to touch anybody else here. You know, if Rondo sits, I really don't think it bumps anybody. Maybe Caruso a little bit. At 3,900, maybe Caruso plays 30 minutes and, you know, you look at him. But it is an 11-game slate. We do have a ton of value. So, you know, I think he's okay. He's not a lock by any means. He's he's just an interesting play um, if Rondo ends up sitting. And Bradley sits. You know, you need both of those guys out to start to look at Caruso. On the Orlando Magic side of things, you know, the Lakers, they're playing really good defense this season. Don't really like Isaac here. Don't like Birch. Um, you know, I don't even love Fournier or Gordon. Like, if I'm looking at anybody here from the Orlando Magic, it would probably be Fultz. Um, but I don't love him in this matchup either. I do think he can go for 30-plus fantasy points. But I think his ceiling is probably like 40. Um, and I don't think that this is a ceiling game for him. I do think, like, if I was going to play somebody from the Magic, it would likely be him or like a Terrence Ross off the bench or a DJ Augustine off the bench. But I don't think this is a matchup that I want to play like the core pieces from the Orlando Magic just because I don't think they match up well with the Lakers. So I think that, you know, I'd probably bet the Lakers in this game and kind of stay away from the Magic. And if I'm going to play Anthony Davis, maybe I take a shot on like Fultz, Augustine, or, or Ross to kind of run it back. Moving on, we got the Clippers at Toronto taking on the Raptors. 219.5 total here. Clippers favored by 2.5 in this game. Jermichael Green is doubtful and Shaman is still out. And then on Toronto, really the injury news that we're kind of waiting on here is Van Vliet to see if he's going to be back or not. Um, we'll start here with the Clippers side of things. You know, obviously a lot of people are going to be talking about Kawhi Leonard going back to Toronto here, facing, you know, the Raptors in Toronto where he won a ring last year left this offseason you know I think he left on good terms and all that so I don't mind Kawhi here um I, I think the contrarian play is George if everybody's going to play Kawhi you take George um just to be different you know he's he's had some big games recently but really I, I think that you know Harold and Lou you know with these guys both healthy I, I don't love these guys you know we really haven't seen you know Lou have good games recently under 30 fantasy points in five to six games so Struggle with that, you know, Harold's always a guy that has a ceiling and can go for 40-plus, but his price at 6700 is not the best, um, especially for an 11-game slate. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of all I'm looking at here. Um, 
if Green doesn't play, I think that Harkless is okay. You know, he's probably going to play 30-plus minutes, and he's 4,200. So if Jermichael Green doesn't play, I think you could potentially look at Mo Harkless here. I think this game could go a little smaller. Um, so that would obviously help a, a guy like um, Mo Harkless. But, like, it could easily, like, be Patrick Patterson getting minutes too, and nobody wants to play Patrick Patterson, that's for sure. On the Toronto side of things, obviously we're going to have to wait here and, and look at the news and see if Van Vliet plays or not. You know, with him being out last game, we saw Norman Powell get the start, played 29 minutes, um, had a, a very productive fantasy day. He's 5,200 now. Um, if he's going to play 29 minutes, he's a guy that can go for 30 fantasy points. Um, not the greatest matchup in the world. You know, Abaka is a little interesting, but, like, they kind of spread out the minutes um, last game, you know, for the bench guys. So, OG played 36 with him starting with Powell and Lowry, Siakam, and Marc Gasol. You know, Abaka is the guy that can get you a double-double in 20 minutes. So, at his price, he's a little interesting at 5,200, but he's more of a contrarian tournament play just because he's not likely going to play a bunch of minutes in this game. So. Um, that's kind of all I have for that one. Houston at Cleveland, 229 total. Houston's favored by 11 and a half. Usually I don't have a ton of interest in games that have 11 and a half point spread, but we have to look at this. Tyson Chandler's out. Austin Rivers is out. Eric Gordon is out. Gerald Green is out. And Nene is out for Houston. So they're a little shorthanded here. I think that, you know, we're going to see PJ Tucker play a ton of minutes. We're going to see Daniel House Jr. play a ton of minutes in this game. These guys are kind of cheap. Um, you know, Daniel House Jr. should play 30 to 35, probably closer to 35 minutes in this game, and it's against Cleveland. We all know how bad Cleveland is defensively. Um, they're 28th in defensive efficiency out of 30 teams. So this is an amazing spot for Houston in general. Um, it's just all about this game staying close. You know, Daniel House at his price – you're not taking too much risk. You know, obviously you can play Harden, Westbrook, Capella. They're all in really good spots here. Um, nobody's going to argue that. Are they the best play at their prices? You know, if the game stays close, yes. Like, if this game stays close, James Harden could go for 80 fantasy points in this game because this team is that bad. It's just, I don't know if it stays close. Maybe being in Cleveland, it stays closer longer. But Houston is a much better basketball team have a, they have a lot more talent than Cleveland does in general. So um, as far as the Cleveland side goes here, you know, Kevin Love is at 6K. If Kevin Love gets 30-plus minutes in any game, he can pay off this price tag. So I don't mind Kevin Love for large field tournaments. But like I said last last podcast, Sexton's the guy that I really want in tournaments here. Like Sexton's the guy that is getting the usage. His usage is way up right now. It's all about hitting shots, you know, 28%, 23% shooting in his last two games. This guy can go for 30-plus. This guy can go for 40 fantasy points if he hits his shots. So I'm going to take the usage. I'm going to take the price decrease. I'm going to take a shot on him. Um, you know, Jordan Clarkson is always a guy that is interesting in large field tournaments, but I just don't think you need him on an 11-game slate. Like if this was like yesterday with a four-game slate, Maybe we're taking shots on a guy like Clarkson. Um, but, yeah. 
Up next, we got Boston at Indiana, 210 total. Um, the Pacers favored by one in this game. Marcus Smart is questionable. Robert Williams is out. Samson on the Pacers side is questionable as well. It's probably one of my least favorite games on this slate. I think this is one of the best actual basketball games on the slate, but there's just not a lot of fantasy production and value standing out to me in this game. You know, we look at, like, the the Boston side here on the road first. Their implied total is five and a half points lower than their season average. This pace is a pace down spot for, for them. And we look at the Pacers, it's, you know, pace down spot as well. It's going to be a slow game. And, you know, even their implied total is three points lower than their season average. So we get two teams that play really good defense, um, both slower in pace, both under their production as far as, you know, implied total. And and like I said, both in the top eight in defensive efficiency. So at these prices, you know, we're looking at the Boston side. Kimba at 76, his prices come down. If Marcus Smart sits, maybe Kemba's a little interesting here at 4K, 4X, 5X, 6X type. Um, Jalen Brown at 6,700. If he was cheaper here, I'd probably take some shots on him. Gordon Hayward, after being 3K last time out and, you know, absolutely crushing his price tag, almost going 10X. He's seen an increase to 5,700. He shot the ball 70%, you know, 7 for 10 from the field against Cleveland. Had a really efficient game, you know, had four assists, five rebounds. At 5,700, I want to see Hayward play about 35 minutes before I think we pay up for him. But he was absolutely crushing before he got hurt. So, and then on the Pacers side of things, I think you can always take a shot on a guy like Sabonis. He's just been absolutely crushing. Um, Has over 45 fantasy points in four of the last five games. And at 8,200, he's a guy that he's going to get 15-plus shots in this game. You know, he has some upside. He's been a lot better at home this season than on the road. So all those reasons are reasons that you can take a shot on Sabonis at low ownership. Brogdon is a guy that I've played a ton this season. I don't mind him in this matchup either. It's just, you know, when you look at it, he's only had one game over 40 fantasy points in the last 10, and he's 7,200. Really going to need a 40-plus point game, and with it being slow-paced, you know, Boston, tough defense. I just don't know if he necessarily ends up getting there most of the time. So uh, that's kind of it. Like I said, that's probably one of my least favorite games on this slate, but one of the actual best basketball games on the slate. So uh, we got Charlotte at Brooklyn, 217 total here. Brooklyn favored by 9.5. No injury report here for Charlotte. It's a back-to-back for them, so we'll have to wait and see around 1-130 if any news comes out for them. And then on the Brooklyn side, Kyrie, Levert are still out, and Shumpert is doubtful. Um, You know, Shumpert's been playing around like 19 to 22 minutes. With him being doubtful for this game, obviously that opens up a little bit here uh, for somebody to gain some minutes, and we're just going to try to figure out who that person's going to be. Um, Starting with the Charlotte side of things, like, you know, Brooklyn, this is a good matchup. Uh, I think that this is a good game for fantasy. This is one of those games that, you know, we're we're definitely looking at to target. It's kind of a pace-down spot for Brooklyn and a pace-up spot for Charlotte, so – the Charlotte side, when we're looking at them here, um, you know, with them being on a back-to-back, I love um, Devontae Graham yesterday. He absolutely crushed. And, you know, Brooklyn's a team that I like to play wings and guards against, um, three and D type of guys. Um, they struggle with those types of guys. So 
I don't mind going back to Devontae Graham here. He's gone for at least 47 fantasy points in three of the last four games now. Um, he's been shooting a ton of threes. So a little bit more upside on fantasy draft and DraftKings than on FanDuel. But, yeah, this is a spot that I, I still think he's underpriced at 8300 Go right back to the well on him. I don't mind Rogier here. I think he's okay. Um, going to be waiting to see, like, if Marvin Williams um, ends up playing or not. Um, you know, we really didn't see an uptick for anybody. Like, P.J. Washington was the guy that we thought was going to get the uptick. He played 40 minutes. He just did not – he did rebound. Like, if he rebounds like he usually does and, and, and grabs, like, seven to ten boards in, in, in 40 minutes, um, he crushes. But I don't mind going back to the well on P.J. Washington if we get news that um, Martin Williams is not going to play. You know, Nicholas Batum got hurt yesterday um, against Washington with a left-hand injury. So I doubt he comes back and he plays tonight. So – we could be looking at guys here for Charlotte like Dwayne Bacon and Malik Monk to pick up some extra minutes if Batum and Williams are out. Going to just have to kind of monitor that situation. Um, you know, if Biombo gets 25 minutes in this game because Marvin Williams is out too, he's interesting at 3,700 on multiple center sites. Maybe not like a FanDuel, but like a DraftKings, a Yahoo, a, a fantasy draft where you can play multiple centers. And then on the Brooklyn side of things, Dinwiddie's 8,100 here. He's probably has he – has, he has the highest floor as far as Brooklyn goes. But, you know, at 8,100, does he really have the ceiling? He does, but I feel like he's going to hit his floor more than he's going to hit his ceiling in this spot. So, I, I think you can count on Dinwiddie to go for like 35 to 40. I don't know if you can count on Dinwiddie to get to 55 or 50 to 55, which is kind of what we're wanting to see at his price on an 11-game slate. So I think Dinwiddie is a little interesting if you're kind of stacking this game. I think it is a good game stack. Um, you know, he's averaging 40 fantasy points in two matchups this season already against this team. So I don't mind Dinwiddie if you're going like a Graham and, and running it back. Um, I, I think Jared Allen is a guy that has a ton of ceiling in this game. You know, Charlotte is just terrible against big guys. Jared Allen's one of my favorite tournament plays on the slate. Um, you know, he's the guy that I don't think you need to run Dinwiddie back because I think you can just play Jared Allen and, um, you know, get the upside with him. So really like Jared Allen in this spot. He's a guy that um, – might end up being like a core play for me today. I like him so much. Um, need to dig into a little bit more stuff, but you know, he's definitely a guy that's really, really standing out to me here on first look. Um, outside of that, you know, even with Levert and those guys out, Garrett Temple has been playing minutes. He's 5,500 now. He's a guy that can have, a, you know, a, a 30 point game. Maybe if you find him on a cheaper, you know, price tag, I haven't really like looked at pricing yet. You know, I never really do. But, you know, you look at Joe Harris, and he's another guy that um, has gone for at least 30 fantasy points in five of the last seven games. He's 5,600. So, you know, put up 35 against Charlotte on the 6th of December, so five days ago. So I don't mind Joe Harris here because on DraftKings, you know, you can play him at small forward, which always is a position that we like to get a little bit of value. So, um, 
outside of that, you know, DeAndre Jordan had a monster game against this team last time out. I really don't want to look too much into that. I think that, you know, Allen, Allen is the better play here. Um, so, and I hope that people game watch and game log watch and play DeAndre Jordan here. Atlanta at Chicago. It's a 222 total here. Chicago is favored by six in this game. Atlanta, we don't have an injury report yet. Um, and then on the Chicago side, Felicio is doubtful. And Otto Porter is still out. Um, let's start with Atlanta here. You know, it's a back-to-back for Atlanta. It was an overtime game against Miami. And they kept that game close. You know, Jimmy Butler hit that three to send the game into overtime. And then Miami just pounded them in overtime last night. So. You know, Trey Young really missed value last night. Um, one of the few things that, um, you know, we got right on the podcast yesterday. Jabari Parker had a good game, but, you know, still didn't really do enough to pay off his price tag. It will be interesting if they sit anybody here on a back-to-back for Atlanta and open up some value. But if they don't, you know, I, I think you could potentially look at, like, Cam Reddish at 4,200. He didn't play his normal amount of minutes yesterday, and it had a lot to do with um, DeAndre Hunter had a career game. He shot 11 for 17, 5 for 10 from the three. Like, he had 28 points, which was a career high. So I wouldn't look too much into Cam Reddish not getting a lot of minutes in the game uh, yesterday and just think that, like, DeAndre Hunter just had a career game. So I wouldn't be shocked if they sit Kevin Herter here on the back-to-back just because he's been dealing with a lot of injuries. And um, that would obviously open up things for Cam Reddish as well. It would open up things, I I think, for, um, you know, Hunter as well, coming off of a big game. So on the Chicago side of things, you know, Zach Levine is always the guy that I I like to play from Chicago. Um, You know, I really – it's hard to really trust anybody else. Like, it's hard to trust, like – Wendell Carter Jr.'s foul trouble in minutes. Um, you know, Marketing's minutes have been up, but at 6,300, it's really tough for him to pay off that price tag. You know, Chris Dunn was a guy that, you know, had a lot of foul trouble last time out um, against Toronto. But he's been playing consistent minutes. I, I don't want to – I just want to chalk that up to foul trouble. So I'm not too worried about that. Um, but at 4,800, I think you're going to find better value plays. Um, yeah, maybe like if he's he was he's been minimum salary on Yahoo. If he's still minimum salary on Yahoo, um, I think you can definitely take a shot on him over there. It just it makes more sense to find the $10 minimum value guys over on Yahoo and play a couple of those guys to open up things. So. Yeah, but outside of that, like Chicago's just a team that it's they're really tough to trust right now. Um, the, the minutes are just all over the place. Like if anybody gets hot, they play the minutes. So like, you know, guys like Kobe White, who if he can get hot from three-point line, um, you know, he can play the extra minutes and stuff like that. Up next, we got uh, Utah at – Minnesota, 222.5 total here. Minnesota favored by one. Mike Conley's out. Lehman is out. And we got a questionable tag um, on Jeff Teague as well. So we'll have to kind of pay attention to this one. But 
this is this is a good game for contrarian plays. Um, you know, when we're looking at the Utah side of things here, this is a spot where they could really take advantage of this spot. It's you know, a nice pace-up spot. It's it's the second biggest pace-up spot on the slate behind Cleveland. They have a 5.9 point implied total higher than their season average, which is the second highest behind Cleveland. So if you trust Cleveland a little bit in this spot, like I said, you know, obviously it's a good spot for them. But when we're looking at Minnesota, this is a spot that Utah really stands out. Rudy Gobert stands out here um, against Cat. He should have a, a potential monster game here. You know, Donovan Mitchell is going to play a ton of minutes with Mike Conley out at 7,400. Bogdanovich is a guy that if he gets hot from shooting threes, he could have a big game. You know, I don't really love Moutier. I don't really love, like, Royce O'Neal, those types of guys, like, you know, even a guy like Jeff Green is is in the mix for minutes as well. So, don't really love those guys. But I really like this spot for, you know, Gobert, Mitchell, Bogdanovich. I think you could play Joe Ingles if you want. You know, I've talked about it ever since Mike Conley went down. He's played over 27 minutes. He's played a lot of point guard. And he has at least 30 fantasy points in three of the last four games. So, if you've been on this ride with me on Joe Ingles, you're consistently getting five, six, seven X return. Let's just keep getting it, you know, eight, 10, five, eight assists in the last four games. So Mike Conley out, we're just going to continue to see um, Joe Ingles, you know, handle the b- basketball. And like, he's done a really good job um, doubling his assists on his season average when Conley's been out. So really, really like the spot for him. Um, on the Minnesota side of things, like if we're, if we're playing some Utah guys here, like I don't mind running it back. I think cat has a little bit of upside, but at 10 K, I think there's better plays on this slate. I don't mind Wiggins here. Um, if I am running it back, he's a guy that is probably going to get up 15 to 20 shots in this game. And if he shoots the ball, well, he can have a good game, but I like the Utah side of this game a lot more than I like the Minnesota side of this game. Like we get a massive bump in pace defense and implied total for Utah. And we don't get any bumps for Minnesota here. Um, So it's a down, down pace spot for Minnesota. It's a tough defensive matchup. Their implied total is two points lower than their season average. So um, like the Utah side of this game, a lot more than I like the Minnesota side of this game. Memphis at Phoenix, 232 total here. Phoenix favored by seven and a half in this game. Memphis is starting to get healthy, which could be good or bad, you know, because now um, we're going to have to kind of figure out the minutes for these guys. And then on the Phoenix side, Aiton is out. Um, Baines is questionable. But I'm, you know, he's expected to play here. Um, and, and like, and on the Memphis side, like Clark and those guys are all expected to play in this game. So, um even Kyle Anderson is expected to play so as far as Memphis goes you know I think that Morant is still kind of interesting here at 7300 you know his first game back he played 29 minutes um went right back to his main role it seemed like 
I think that at 7,300, if you want to play Morant, he has 40-plus point upside. Outside of that, I think Valanchunas is an interesting tournament play. But really, I don't think that I would touch anything else with this team getting um, healthy. So, um, on the Phoenix side of things here, you know, it really is going to depend. Like, if Baines is back in this spot, it's really tr- tough to trust anybody. Um Booker at 8,800 is always a guy that can pay off this price tag. You know, it's not the greatest matchup. He didn't have a good game the first time these two teams met. Rubio at 7,300. I know it seems like a lot, but like he's been a guy that has been taking a lot more shots recently. Um, And if he's going to keep doing this with this massive assist rate right now, you have to like it. You know, you have to like getting double doubles from Ricky Rubio. So I don't mind taking a shot on Rubio. I don't hate Ubre. I hate Ubre's price. Um, you know, we live in a salary cap world, so like it's just really tough to trust this price price tag on Ubre. Like he could pay it off, but I, I just yeah, I have a tough time just seeing him do it. Um New Orleans at Milwaukee, 235 total here. Um, Milwaukee is favored by 13 in this game. Favors is questionable. Darius Miller is out. Um, and then everybody's good to go for Milwaukee. Seems that they really stay healthy. Um, New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans. Like the Pelicans in the spot, it is kind of a pace up spot for this whole game. Um, it is expected to be kind of fast. Like Milwaukee has upped their pace so much that they're playing at the fastest pace in the NBA right now. And, you know, New Orleans plays at the fifth fastest pace. So that's why we're looking at a 232 total or 235 total in this game. This game is all about how you want to approach it. If you think this game's going to stay close, then you probably have some interest in Drew. You probably have some interest in Ingram. I think it's a tough matchup for Ingram. I think Drew is the guy that's really going to have to have a big game for this game to stay close. So, like, if I'm playing Giannis on the other side of this game, I'm probably running it back with, like, a Drew Holiday, like a J.J. Redick type of play. Like, J.J., you know, he hasn't been playing a ton of minutes over the last couple games, but Detroit, he shot the ball terrible. Dallas was a massive blowout. And the Phoenix game that stayed really close, he ended up playing 34 minutes. He's 4,600. This price tag for JJ is fantastic for a guy that can go for 30-plus in this spot. So JJ Redick is another guy that I think is a guy that's going to be very low-owned here. And um, just a guy that should be could be a big-time difference maker on this slate if this game stays close. Um, Giannis, like I said, if you, if you think this game's going to stay close, Giannis is very much in play. Middleton has put up at least 30 fantasy points in four straight. He's 6,400. He's a nice little floor play. Um, if you're playing cash games, I think Middleton is somebody you're looking at here. Bledsoe really hasn't been doing much. His price tag is kind of intriguing at 6k though. 
Um, outside of that, like Milwaukee, really Milwaukee is usually a three three person team for me. I don't really tend to play um, anybody else here from this team. I, I think that's. Yeah, I just if you think this game's gonna blow out, maybe you're taking some shots on like Pat Connington, you know. But I, I just hate trying to predict blowouts, especially on an eleven game slate. Um, up next we got OKC at Sacramento. This game doesn't have a total on it, and I don't know why. Ferguson and Fox are still out. Bagley's probable, so I was kind of interested why this game um doesn't have a doesn't have a total but um as far as the thunder go here you know i don't think that um i don't think terrence ferguson being out really matters too much outside the fact that like he's a guy that tends to play like 25 to 30 minutes a game so we're obviously going to see a bump here um Nadir was the guy that got the bump last game. He played, I think, 28 minutes in that game. So if he's going to play 28, 28 minutes at 3,700, he's a little interesting here. He just doesn't do much. He's a guy that, you know, kind of stands in a corner and just doesn't do a ton here. So I don't love him. Um, you know, Baisley is a guy that played 26 minutes last game. He's another guy that doesn't do much, so it's tough to really trust either one of those guys. But those guys are the guys that are getting bumps with, like, Ferguson's minutes. Um, and then, like, off the bench, it was Dort, who is 3K, but, you know, he played 29 minutes last game. Did absolutely nothing. Um, took six shots, had some fouls, had some turnovers. Just really didn't do much. Um, but he was the guy, like, you know, first off the bench with Schroeder and Noel. Played 29 minutes. Um, he's not the worst tournament dart just because he's going to play 3K. So, Dort for tournament darts. <laughs> um, and then, you know, always take – you can always take a shot on, like, SGA or Chris Paul or Adams. Um Oh, Gallinari was out last game too, and he's supposed to play here. So that's probably going to take away minutes from Dort. So don't play him. I forgot Dort. I forgot that Gallinari and um, Ferguson were out. So that kind of changes the thoughts here on like Baisley too and Nadir. Like you're probably not playing any of the value guys here from OKC unless Gallinari sits again. Totally forgot that he was out last game. Um, you know, SGA at 6,600, he's another guy that has a nice floor. He's scored at least 33 fantasy points in four of the last five games. Um, yeah, it's kind of it. I don't expect, I, I don't expect this one to be too good either. Um, and then on the Sacramento side of this game, You know, I talked about this in the expert survey on Monday. Buddy Heald's usage is way up right now, and he scored at least 40 fantasy points in five of the last six games. He's only 7,100, and he's just putting out 40 fantasy point games, it seems like, every night. I think he's really interesting for tournaments here. Um, 
you know, he's a guy that I kind of like here from Sacramento. I don't really love a lot here from Sacramento. Like Holmes in a tough matchup against Steven Adams, you know, Bagley expected back. Is he really, is he going to take minutes from some of these guys? Of course he is. Bielitsa is probably going to lose minutes to Bagley. He's been playing around 30 minutes. Bielitsa is a very interesting tournament play because if Trevor Ariza loses his minutes to Bagley, like Bielitsa is a guy that could continue to kind of crush here. Um, so I don't hate that. But, you know, outside of that, it's like I'm not taking shots on Yogi Ferrell, a dead man of these guys. It's, a, it's an 11-game slate. We have a ton of value. So um new york at golden state it's a 210 total here golden state favored by four and a half um pascal is questionable which would be very interesting if he's out um on the Knicks side of things you know i like to see where we're gonna be at here like are some of these guys gonna sit on a back-to-back like elf payton only played 13 minutes against portland last night Anybody that listened to the podcast knew how much I liked Elf Payton yesterday, and he just kind of crushed some teams. Him and Batum just kind of crushed teams yesterday. You know, it was kind of a blowout, and we didn't see big minutes from a lot of the guys that usually play minutes. Um, I think Julius Randle is a guy that you can take a shot on in tournaments. I, I think, you know, R.J. Barrett is another guy that you can take a shot on here in a tournament if this game stays close. You know, R.J. Barrett – you know, probably plays a normal amount of minutes, but everybody else is like super risky. Like you have no, we have nothing to go off of. It's a new coach. We can't trust anything that's going to happen here when it comes to New York. So everything's risky. Like you can take shots in large field tournaments on the Knicks because it is a good matchup against Golden State. You know, they are not a good defensive team this year. So one of the worst defensive teams in basketball these both of these teams are both bottom eight so um as far as golden state goes like i think you have to have interest in d'angelo russell at 7900 he took 22 shot attempts against memphis the other night he's going to be right back to this high usage type of role where we saw him go for 48 82 48 and 50 if he's going to play these types of minutes, he's going to be the high usage guy. So D'Angelo Russell is, is definitely one of the top tournament plays on the slate. Um, outside of that, like Draymond's minutes have been over 30 the last two times out. He's still only 5,800, but he's still 5,800. And if he doesn't get the minutes, um, it's just, it's really kind of hard to, you know, trust him at that price point you know, when we have so many other plays here. So, you know, outside of that, I think the other guy that you can look at here in tournaments is Alec Burks. Um, He's one of the bench guys that will finish with the starters. Um, He's in a good spot, especially if Pascal ends up sitting. I think Burks could really benefit from that and finish with the starters, get the uses with the second team. But he's 5,800 too. Um, So it's tough to really, like, trust him here. And if you want to take a shot on Willie Cauley-Stein in tournaments, I don't hate it. But, again, it's a big slate, and you're probably not going to need to take those types of shots today. Uh, let's play the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, looking for a my favorite play under 5K to 7X. Um, 
went through a lot of value guys today and it, a lot of it's going to depend on news you know what give me i gotta see i'm pretty sure he's under give me jj reddick to go for 7x i think if that game stays close um he has a really good game here um up next over 8k to go under 5x the bust of the day um oh man um 5x cat would need 50 i think he has a chance to get to that i'm gonna go russell westbrook today against cleveland that game gets out of hand you know, I don't think Westbrook is is going to go for 50-plus. Um, he has gone for 50-plus in four straight, so it's tough to kind of say that he won't. But those have been close games. Sacramento was close. Phoenix was close. Toronto was close. San Antonio was close. So um, I just I, – I worry about this game getting out of hand. Um, favorite 6X play? I talked about him a lot as we were going here. Um, I really like Jared Allen. You know, I talked about him. Really like this spot for him. I think he's a guy that could absolutely crush um, this price tag. So I'm going to go Jared Allen as my favorite 6X play on the slate. But if you're wanting, like, more of a cash game 6X guy, I think Chris Middleton is really interesting for cash games today. Like I said, he's um, <laughs> he's a really nice high floor guy. Um, my Let's Get Weird GPP play of the day is Colin Sexton. Um, talked about Cleveland a lot. Um, they get the biggest bump in pace, biggest bump in implied total. If that game stays close or if it doesn't, um, Colin Sexton is just a really interesting tournament play today. So really like him. Um, game selection question. I'm going to talk about the NBA 40K pick and roll over there on DraftKings today. It's a single entry, $12 tournament. Um, pays out 21.5% of the field. Min cash is 2X. First place is only 10%. And the top 10 is only 28.3. So it fits the mold that I've been telling you guys. Under 30% to top 10 to build your bankroll. And min cash 2X. Uh, this tournament would have an amazing structure. If it min cashed like maybe 1.75 and the it paid like 25%, it would be like the best bankroll building tournament out there. But if you're a lower stakes or mid stakes or even high stakes player, this is a really good tournament. If you have a really good lineup, you're going to make 4K off of 12 bucks. Um, every night somebody is going to make, you know, 4K off of 12 bucks in the single entry tournament over there on DraftKings. So really like this one. I think the payout structure is really solid. You know, top 25, you're going to 10 extra money. So if you're building your bankroll, this is a good tournament to check out. Favorite over under on the slates. Um, I'm going to take the over in the Charlotte Brooklyn games, currently sitting at 217. So maybe a little optimistic there, but um, I like that one. I think it's really interesting. I also wouldn't mind, you know, taking a shot on like Cleveland plus 11 and a half at home against Houston um, and taking the over, like doing a, a parlay bet there with those two. So that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. Back tomorrow talking some football and uh, appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully this helps. And uh, we'll see you guys at 3.30.
for the NFL Super Draft show um, with Grant. We'll see you tomorrow.